Welcome to Worldwide Wonderful Women, a podcast for your living in divine power when yours is diminished. A podcast where encouragers receive encouragement. We understand these are hard times. You may find that it is becoming more of a challenge for you to remain strong as you give of yourself continuously. That's why this is the place to join other women globally who face the same challenges as you. So join us regularly to receive biblical insight not to faint, but to stand strong. This is the podcast to be rejuvenated and revitalized. Now, let's join our host, Paula Harris. Greetings, and welcome to episode number 102 of Worldwide Wonderful Women, and the title this episode is Trusting God to Transform Us. Last week, I gave you the example of the caterpillar and the butterfly to explain the transformation that God produces in all of his children that trust him by putting their faith in Jesus Christ and his redemptive work on the cross for them. This is a drastic change that takes place. Once you become a butterfly, you cannot go back to being a caterpillar. It is impossible because you become something totally different from what you were previously. Now, when you look at a caterpillar and then you look at a butterfly, you see two totally different forms. If you were a person who did not have the knowledge of this change that takes place between those two, you would have never thought that one could transform into the other. Yet God transforms us as well, where we are no longer crawling around in sin, but soaring to higher heights and drawing closer to Him and becoming more and more like His precious Son. Just like the secret work that God does on a caterpillar in the chrysalis, or what you may refer to as a cocoon, where no one else can see Him changing the caterpillar into a butterfly, He will secretly, on the inside, change us too. Now, in light of this, let's learn more about this transformation that God produces in us. Notice I said God produces, as we cannot bring about transformation on our own. It is truly a divine work of God. There are many reasons why we should desire to become transformed, and I'd like to share briefly two of those with you. First, we should become transformed because God desires for us to reflect His image. Paul says in Galatians chapter 1, verse 15 to 16, But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by His grace, to reveal his son in me, now you hear that? To reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen. Now, this wasn't for Paul alone. Jesus said, let your light shine before men. That's Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. The light refers to our lives and shine refers to God's character radiating through us. 
So it's God's desire that his son be revealed through all of his children. And this is seen many times within a family when a children's feature resemble their father and mother. And when people look at us, they should see features that resemble our father as well. Secondly, not only should we be transformed because our lives should be a reflection of Christ, but also for what is noted in Romans 12, 1 and 2. And that says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So when we are obedient to this, we attest to the fact that God's will is good, acceptable, and perfect. The world system that we live in rejects this fact, as I am sure you can see. Man has become his own God, and so therefore man's individual will has become a measure for what is good, acceptable, and perfect. Yet, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. You see, they believe they have a better way. And today, Christianity is mocked. The very intolerance and bigotry many in society accuse us of is the very thing they're guilty of toward Christians. They want freedom of speech while we are supposed to be bound to silence. So again, God desires then that we become transformed so that our lives will, number one, reflect his glorious image in the midst of a dark world, and then number two, attest to the truth that his will is good, acceptable, and perfect. It's going to take deliberate thought and action on our part to see this fulfilled in our lives. Now, this must and can be done through God's enabling grace in anyone who is ready and willing of heart. To further understand what it means to be transformed, we need to know the difference between conformed and transformed. Conform is to become similar in form or character, to take on the appearance and to exhibit agreement or harmony. Now, think of conformity as something that happens to you outwardly. It is when you take the shape of something else. It's the same as a chameleon who changes his color to blend in with his environment. If on a brown stick of wood, he turns brown. If on a green leaf, he turns green. That's conformity. You can conform quickly just as a matter of making a decision. An example would be that everyone is going to a party that you know you shouldn't go to, and there's a desire to be a part of the group, so you go. Another example would be that you act like the people in church when you're with them. You act like the people at work when you're with them. You act like the people in your neighborhood when you are with them, and on and on. Now, in contrast, transformation is to change to something of a different form, to change into another substance altogether, and to change the nature or character overall. 
Transformation is something that happens inwardly, not outwardly, and is continuous. The process is slower. It is when a real change is taking place and not just the appearance or false exhibit of a change. Now, the Greek word for transform is metamorpho, and that's where we get the word metamorphosis. And that's what happens when that lowly caterpillar turns into the beautiful butterfly. It becomes a completely different form. Now, there may be times when we conform to an outward image that is not at all consistent with who we are truly inside. So what others see on the outside should not contradict what we claim to be on the inside. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 16 says, They claim to know God, but by their actions they deny Him. Remember Romans 12, 1 and 2? We are not to let the world squeeze us into its mold. It's the picture of jello taking shape of a mold that it's poured into. We are to break out of the world's way of thinking and instead let our minds be molded by the Word of God. Many Christians have the same values and behavior as the world around them, and so no one can tell the difference. I'm not promoting total withdrawal from the world or setting a goal of just being merely different. That's not what I'm saying. When Christ saves us, we are made anew, but we still live in this world. Yet we are not to be conformed, but transformed. The idea is that the world has a certain value system and way of thinking and doing things. It exerts pressures on us as Christians to conform to those ways. But yet, in contrast, ladies, we are to be changed from within so that our outward appearance and behavior reflect who we really are in Jesus Christ. We're no longer the person that we used to be. I routinely arise early in the morning before dawn to spend quiet time with the Lord before everything begins to stir in my life. And since it's still dark, I need to turn the lamp on when reading my Bible. Eventually, even though I rise in the dark, light cascades through the blinds and onto the page that I'm reading, eliminating the need for the lamp to remain on. And that is what it's like when exposed to Christ's transforming power. Transformation eliminates the need for the allurements of the world. So by knowing the difference now between conforming to the world or becoming transformed into his image, we are aware of what to avoid in our daily decisions. So now out of love for our Lord, our desire should be transformation not conformity to the world. So now next week, we're going to get a little bit more into Romans 12, 1 and 2 and how we are transformed. But I hope that so far you have a better understanding of what transformation is and how it takes place and how it's the divine work of God. I trust also that you have received Jesus as your Savior and are on this journey of transformation. But if not, go to our website given at the end of this podcast. And on the first page of our website, you can see how to have a new life in Jesus Christ. So reach out to us too, and we'll try to help you in any way that we can.
So although I may not know you personally, I am praying for you. And until next time, smile. Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening to Worldwide Wonderful Women. We trust you enjoyed the program. Please take a moment to leave us a good rating and review on iTunes to help us continually encourage others around the globe. We also invite you to go to TWMforjesus.org. That's T-W-M, like in Mary, F-O-R-J-E-S-U-S dot O-R-G to download your free gift and see other resources to help you live in divine power. And oh, don't forget to tell your friends. Until next time, be strong and of good courage.